podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Boom, we're on. <laughs> and today's guest, we've got runner-up, 2013 at X Factor, Nicholas McDonald. First, yes. Nicholas, mate, pleasure for coming on, brother. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Thanks for having me. How you been? Good, busy, working. Um, life's been good. It's been treating me well. But yeah, it's been good. And th- you, thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely, mate. You're a big name in the old Scottish <laughs> industry, aren't you? <laughs> you're, mate, you're, you're running up with X Factor. That's massive. It is, you know. I done that show when I was... I was... 16 but I turned 17 on the show mm. and um, it was such a crazy 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 experience for me people always say to me oh would you ever do it again or what would you recommend being on the show and for me personally I say to a lot of people when I done it I was I was 16 17 I was away from the house I was away from school no bills nothing to worry about living in this house in London the house we were actually living in was Lionel Richie's house that was his house that, that, mm. that he had and um, I was living there, and it, it was it was amazing. I done it at such a right age because I didn't think about it too much. Like in my head, mm-hmm. I just went with it. And see now, I think because I'm what, nearly twenty two, I'd think about it too much, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "This is too much for me. Too much pressure and stress." Aye. Do you know what I can't I mean? believe you're only twenty two. You seem as if you've been about for years. I know it feels like that, right? But right. people always say, "Oh, you've never changed a bit." I probably put on a bit of weight, but that's all right. <laughs> Disco- to the best is mate. Don't worry about discovered that. Nando's and kebabs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But that's it. <laughs> is it when you you must have? What was the age limit then? Because it was sixteen. So the reason I signed up for the show is because they actually dropped the age limit back down to sixteen, and I mm-hmm. thought, "All right, let's go for it." But no many people know. But what actually happened was, I was sitting in one night and I put in an application for The Voice and for The X Factor and cut a long story short, basically The Voice got back to me first and I was like, right, I'm going to go for The Voice because I never heard anything from X Factor. Two weeks before The Voice edition, X Factor got back to me and I thought, right, I've always been a fan of it. You know what it's like, you sit with a Chinese on a Saturday night in your living room and everybody watches it and I was like, right, we'll go for X Factor, then went for X Factor and then, I don't know, it was just mental, do you know? I never ever thought that, I never went there with the mentality of eh, Oh, I'm going to do well on this show. I just went and signed up for it, just your normal Joe blogs. And um, we done, I done loads of editions. Like they don't even see on the telly that are like producer editions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, waited outside the STV with Dermot and all that, waving hands and jumping mm-hmm. about and celebrating. It was freezing cold. Um, and then the rest of it just kind of, I don't know, right it was it was mad. How is the process then? How is the process face start to finish? Do you send them videos first and then you need to do more editions? Um, so I, you kind of send them videos, you send, send like a bio or whatever. And um, I actually did three editions that are not shown on TV. So the three editions were actually filmed in the, uh, well, taking part in the Crown Plaza at the Hydro. I went there and was sitting in the SACC, the old, the old building. Mm-hmm. And it was jam-packed of people. There was about 10,000 people there. So I went there, and it was in like a wee tiny booth, probably not even bigger than this table. And there was two people just sitting in chairs, and you just sung a cappella to them. And if they thought you were good enough, they'd give a slip of paper and tell you to come back the next day. So that was fine. I was come back the next day, get through. And then after that, they took you into a room. You sung for 
four people in a room, they're sitting behind a table, and then they give you, and if you do well enough, they give you a slip again to come back the next day. And I thought, cause I thought it was you just turn up and you that sit you in front of the judges, because that's the way they make it. They make to it on the telly, that's the way they edit it. So then the next day I went, and um, I was went into the Crown Plaza and I was sitting in front of two people and a guy behind a camera filming me and asked a wee bit of information, whatever, I sung and they says to me, um, we'll let you know if you're through in the next eight weeks or so. And I was like, right, okay, so you don't get a supper paper, so you just go back to doing whatever you're doing. So I waited and it was about, I don't know, 10, 11 weeks passed and I was like, never heard it. and I was like, take it and never get through. Then one day I get a phone call saying, congratulations, you're through the judges. And I'm like, ah, brilliant, no way, can I believe it? It was mad, it was mad, it was crazy. Who was your mentor, Louis Wall? Uh, Hi, Louis. Louis. He's brilliant. But Louis is great, do you know? A lot of people's like, ah, oh, you'd Louis, you'd Louis. But well, he loved you, didn't he? He did, he did. Gay Louis Jude, do you know? How was he to work for? He was great to work with, do you know what I mean? He actually, he really, really believed in me. He really, really did. And for something like a show like that, I feel like, that's yeah, that's what you need. You, you, he was my mentor, but he mm. needed to be my mentor. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that there is behind the team, as they say, that he was really behind you, wasn't he? Ah, he was. He really, really was. Who it, was other mentors there? Um, Gary Barlow. Gary Barlow, Nicole Scherzinger. She loved Jan Hobart, didn't she? Aye, she's she's alright. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason she I would go to that show, that. mate. That's the only reason she's I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> she is smoking, man. By the way, she's. So it was um, Sean Osborne, Gary Barlow, Louis, and obviously Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, but Louis was great, and, and actually after the show, he wanted to manage me, and he said to me, "Went, look, I'll manage you," and blah blah blah. And I, I don't know, I just, I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it, do you know? Mm-hmm. I was just new into this industry. Louis Walsh is one of the biggest managers in the world, do you know what I mean? His best mates, he's Simon Kill's right hand man, he'll mm-hmm. have all the contracts over need and take you to places that you need to go. And for me, I don't know, I just felt that it, it just didn't feel right, do you know that way? And I was just like, thanks for the offer, but but no thanks, do you know? And it's not a thing I look back now and regret, it's a thing I look back and go, do you know what, that's life and you learn for not even it's not even a mistake. You just learn it from experience. Do you know what I mean? That that would never know. See, right when you thing. were doing it, everybody want a PC, but everybody tried to they be did. your pal. Everybody, how how did you know who to trust? See, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't. There was um, there was so there's just crazy things with that. Because I was so young. Do you know what I mean? I was so young, um, so naive. My mum and my family didn't really know anything about the industry. Do you know what I mean? And how cutthroat it is, and how bad it really, really is. Um, we we I've had one manager since I came off the show, and it was a woman who I never really met. And at the time, she had um, what Cheryl Cole? What band was she in again? Oh, girls, yeah, allowed. girls allowed. She had girls allowed, and she had loads of these big acts and whatever. And um, she was she just took I just paid her money for for absolutely no reason, mm-hmm. and. She was just cutting gigs and doing this and doing that. And stupidly, when I come off the show, I probably, probably shouldn't even mention this, but I don't care, um, is that we? she says to us that we need to pay her a fee up front for her work. And I was like, I just thought that was a standard procedure. Um, so she actually got handed £15,000 
before she even kicked a ball. And the woman never even made me that money back. She knocked back, I think, she knocked back ads for Iron Brew. She knocked back loads of different things, even her I was on the X Factor Tour. She was taking commission off of that. She was taking commission off of the record deal and all that that I had. And she was just taking all this money. And I'm like, this woman's not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? And if it wasn't for my lawyer, who's amazing, I'd probably still be stuck in it the day. Do you know what I mean? And that's not even, that's not even a small party, how bad it is. Do you know what I mean? Did you just sign that contract then and, and just be naive and just... To go with it and, and believe in her and trust her because <coughs> you had these bands behind her. I had all the frills and bows and it all it was legit. She, she is legit, but she's obviously mm-hmm. wearing a ski mask when I'm not there. Do you know what I mean? But that's what the hook is. It's funny because we're tra- we're distributing your documentary, and, and that's the there's always small print and that on things about the day and taking a percentage mm-hmm. and try to get things right. And we I ain't got a clue about that. I ain't got a clue. Same. Do you know what I mean? And and that's what I was saying. It, it, my mum. She, she's been the saving grace, you know what I mean? She, if it wasn't for her, like, reading over things and whatever, and you just hear it all the time with all these young acts up and coming and signing, like, record deals, and I, it looks great, and the sheet of paper, but in the small print, you've signed that for 10 years, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? You, you're, 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 to that. You're, you're stuck to them for 10 mm-hmm. years. And you might not even do nothing. You, they'll put you up on a shelf, and that's it. And, you, and you're left there to do whatever you want, it's terrible. But so, do you think it's a lot of who you know in the industry as well? It definitely is. It's who you know, and you know yourself. It's word of mouth. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've been to loads of events together. We do loads mm-hmm. of stuff together. People know good people. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he's a good guy. Oh, watch it with him. Mm-hmm. Watch her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's all to do with that. But the thing in Glasgow, like Wishaw in Scotland, it is a very small industry. There's not really much happening here, is there? It is, do you know? And see, like, this, this, there's not really much happening, do you know? But um, there's not really many people want to help each other out. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'll say to you, you scratch my back, I'll uh-huh. scratch yours. You, if you have me for an event, then I'll mm-hmm. sort you, or I'll mm-hmm. help you with this, do you know? And I'm always one for giving, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? Same. And... and my mum's like, you, you always give, mm-hmm. give, give, but you'll know always receive uh, something, you need to learn that. And it's sad that I've learned that from the age before I was even 17. Folk at 17 are just leaving school or I know. just starting college, you know what I mean? They're no, what I went through in my life in the last five, six years is what folk would get through in 60 mm-hmm. years. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying it, it's been a roller coaster. it's been up and downs and up and downs all the time. But that can only propel you for the future. It does. Like it I say, does. For being only 21, and it's sad because there's success out there for everybody. There is success out there, there for everybody, is. but people want it all for themselves. Yeah, There's cut they through it. They're going to know what you're doing and know what you're doing and do bad things because they want to progress their career. But realistically, people see right through it. Mm-hmm. People go, she's a wrong and he's a wrong and I don't want to do that. And then what happens is they've not got that backbone to do something themselves, mm-hmm. which is scary. Mm-hmm. When you were on the show, when did you realise, I can win this year or not? Um, I don't know. Because you had some amount of support, you did have you some know amount what? of support. Honest to God, see the people in Scotland, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Even when I still meet people in the street and even still people say to me, you're brilliant, we vote, like I get it nearly every single day, mm-hmm. we voted for you and I'm like, that's why I love going to these events and doing like different things and mm. meeting people 
that genuinely picked yeah. up the phone mm. every single week and voted and they're phoning their mother-in-law and they're phoning their auntie and their niece saying you better vote for him and I'll pay the phone bill next month I've heard all the stories mm-hmm. there was one person that actually voted 400 times <laughs> and I get a screenshot of it while I was on the show I'm like your bill's got to be about two grand that's like you're darling <laughs> absolutely minted when you obviously when you were doing the show and who won it Sam, Sam Bailey Sam Bailey won and it and she has some voice to be fair she did have some voice people say to me oh you get robbed that show Sam Bailey is an incredible singer mm-hmm. She she's incredible even I listen to her like singing I get, I get shivers up my arm mm-hmm. that's when you know you're listening to a really 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 mm-hmm. good singer she's she's incredible do you know but see now the funny thing is is see now I'm I don't want to sound big-headed but I think myself, and I know myself, that I'm a much better singer now mm-hmm. than what I was then. But you're only 16. I know, yeah. I was only 16, 17, and obviously your voice matures and you grow mm-hmm. up and you just grow up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I think now my voice is so much better now. And that's the thing I wish, that I wish my voice, when I entered at 17, I wish my voice was as good as it is now mm-hmm. because I would have given a good run for money. How can you, you the godfather of Sam Bailey's Wayne, is that correct? Yes. Am I right information? Do you know there? who the godmother is? No. You're going to die. Yeah. Sharon Osborne. Is that? <laughs> That's Shazza. Aye. That's unbelievable. Her noisy. Does that not make you feel, was Ozzy at the, the... No, they weren't at the Christian, uh, no. Because they're always falling out, aren't they? Aye, they're always falling out. <laughs> Do you know, think like that's mental, but do you ever wake up and go, am I dreaming sometimes to have the names it's and mad, mad Sharon? Do you used, used to? I don't know. I just kind of just take it my stride and don't think about it. Cause that is mad, I think if, if touch wood, right, but if anything happened to Sam, then I'm just being phoning Auntie Shazza, I'm going, you need to take away in, you need to take away in. That's unbelievable. It's, it's mad. Isn't it? It's crazy. But I think it's brilliant and I love to show people support for what you're doing and Aye. it takes it takes courage, I know. Was there any times you felt any stress or anxiety or did it get too much for um, you or the attention so young? Do you know, it did a wee bit, I do you know, when... The time, I'll go back to the question, because you asked, when did I think I could do well? I got down to the judges' houses, right? And there were six boys there, and, well, Louis was a mentor, and I thought, we, we, they flew us to Gatwick Airport, and it's a big reveal with a golden envelope, where'd he mm-hmm. gone? I was like, ah, this, this Louis boy's going to take us to Dublin. <laughs> I've, I've packed my shorts and t-shirt, uh-huh. my vest again, I'm ready to go on my holidays. <laughs> I was like, he's going to take us to uh, Ireland. And, a Snyder, innit, you think? And then, and then I thought, oh God, so I've got the envelope and I'm, I think I stand at the back, I was like, I know what I've gone anyway. I think I was already heading for the terminal to be <laughs> to Dublin or Belfast or something. <laughs> Opened it up and it took us to Saint-Tropez in France, I'm like, I've never heard it, but it sounds mint it, let's go. <laughs> we went there um, and honestly, see for me, it was a part of the show where I was like, if I don't get any further here, I'll never do it again. Because there's so much stress, so much goes on behind the scenes that, like, that people don't even know about. Like, they're digging for information. Like, I think, people ask me, is the show, like, rigged? Mm-hmm. But I think they know who, who they want to do well, they want to put yeah, through. Right. A, 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 like, they need to have a set programme, like, this is what we need this year. It's a business, isn't it? It's a business, aye. So, they were phoning me up and asking me, like, they did a researcher researching into my background asking mum and dad ever been involved with the police has Manny's uncle ever been involved with the police asking me questions like uh, how many people live in my house where does my brothers work as do you share a bed with your brothers mm-hmm. like all these questions you're like what that's totally irrelevant but now it makes sense because I don't know if they knew I was going to do well in the live shows but I got to 
the live shows and obviously it's like bam right this is the finalist of the X Factor let's find out information you know what it's like folk go on it and then go on the X Factor and then they're in it a week and then the headlines are yeah. they're Daz in jail Aye, for so for, for whatever, mm-hmm. and they get chucked to it, or they've had a drug addiction, mm-hmm. or do you know what I mean? And this is the papers just digging. Mm-hmm. Or people just phone up and go, "Oh, I him that's on X Factor. Uh, he get lifted two years ago for fighting or something like that." So that they need to find out absolutely everything and make sure that you've kind of get like a clean slate, so nothing crops up later on in the show. So I got to the judges' house, season of six boys, and I, and I was like, "You're filming, see." Like the clip they could go, so Nicholas, how do you feel being at the judges' houses? And they have the, like, the be interview thing before you go on and sing. They filmed that for about four hours and they cut it down to like 20 seconds and you're, you're watching it back going, you can none. Mm-hmm. So I got to the judges' houses and I was just like, if I don't, as I said to myself, if I don't go through here, I'll never do it again. I thought, it's just too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just too much. And I get through and I just, burst out crying but a lot of people don't know is when I was nine years old or ten I take a cardiac arrest playing football and died on the pitch and nobody knows about that um, and then I was later diagnosed with a heart condition called long QT syndrome so basically my heart beats too fast and I need to take a tablet to slow it down every day so anything like anger, hurt, anxiety, sudden alarm, pressure, stress, anything physical exercise, anything like that can trigger it. Um, so when this happened to me for two years of my life, I basically done nothing. I remember my pals were having parties and the mum could go, mum turned around and went, I Nicholas can come to such and such as um, football party, but Nicholas can't stay overnight. And mum would be like, how? And they went, oh, just cause he's hurting. All the parents started to back off. I remember when I was sitting doing PE, I'd sit my PE kit on and I'd sit on the bench and watch everybody do it because everyone was so scared in case anything happened again. And um that was a re- that was a that was a big turning point for my life, mm. you know, because this was a really really serious condition that I've got for the rest of my life and will never ever ever be cured. So um, I got to that point in the show, and I get put through to the live shows, and Louis Walsh and Shane Filan for Westlife took me aside, totally off camera, and Louis says to me, "The producers obviously know about your heart condition and stuff." And they didn't want to put you through to that live shows. And I says, how's that? They went, because they're just scared in case, it, like, so much pressure and stress, mm-hmm. like, will you be able to handle it? And I just looked at them dead in the eye and I went, I'll do this. I'll, see, I'll do this for you. Mm-hmm. I says, you need to believe in me that I'll do this. I says, I'm fine. Like, no, I'm not fine. I look fine. But my heart's obviously a bit dodgy, you know. But he believed, and that's what I mean, going back to what we spoke about earlier, like, he believed in me for that moment. And he was bawling his eyes out crying. He went, I've done this show for 10 years and I've never had... Shane Filan's done it every year with him. He had Sunita and he had Nicole Appleton. He says, I've, in the 10 years I've done it, I've never had four judges sitting at a judge's houses after an audition bawling their eyes out crying. He, you, he, you're singing. He says, I could not say no to you. I couldn't. He says, I went... The producers, you've got the judges, and then you've got the producers of the show. The producers of the show run it. That's it. They're the gaffers. They tell they tell the judges what to say, what to do, blah, 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 all this. They have the final say. Louis went above and beyond him and says, he's gone through and that is it. He says, I, c- I could not physically send you home. He says, I couldn't. He says, I couldn't do it. Was that because, was that the producers that didn't want you <clears throat> there? The producers didn't, didn't want me 
get on the show because he didn't think I'd handle the pressure because of my heart. Safety. It, aye, health and safety. But and, you, how would that have affected your confidence, your anxiety, everything? You'd have probably, um, like you said, you said you wouldn't have went back to singing because you're thinking, right, I'm not good enough. Aye, aye. It's, it's all self-belief and about, honestly, about two months before I actually went in for the expedition, I said to my mum, I was gigging every weekend and I was like, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's what I was saying, I was like 16 and all my pals were going out at that point and discovering house parties and that, you know what I mean? And um, I was gigging every weekend and I was going to school, obviously Monday to Friday and I was gigging Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I got to a point, about two months and I'm on the 4X Factor, I went, I'm not doing this anymore. I said, I- I'm not getting a life. Like, I feel like I'm going to school and working, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in a full-time job here. And I wasn't enjoying it and I'm in pubs and clubs and singing f- like four-hour sets for like £150, which at that time... Get 150 pound at age of 16, you're up, you're, you're mint it. Do you know what I mean? You can go to the ice cream van, buy cones, and go to the shop and buy your pal sweeties, and you're like, right, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but I was going to chuck it, and I thought, have a last bash at it, go for this X Factor, and then got to judges' houses. That's what I'm saying. I get through and lose, like, I couldn't have said no, I needed to put you through. Mm-hmm. And then got to live shows, and I don't know, it's just mental. It's absolutely mental. Because yeah, you did, I watched it that year. You, you <clears> did get stronger week to week to week. It and you did, did Massive support. Did you think, but... So, first of all, mate, with the heart hang, mate, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing for what you've done. I don't think that was that mentioned on the show. No. See, what the thing is about the show is they knew about it. Everyone knew about it. They wanted to use that as a sob story. And I says to, I, I says to them, I says, got Louie, I says, Louie, I want to speak to the producers. He's looking at me, he's like, mate, you're 16, what are you talking about? He's like, right, okay, I'll have a meeting with them. So after the get after the judges' houses, they flew me to London and then they took me to a specialist. And um, he checked on my heart, gave me an ECG and whatever. He asked what I had, he knew what it was. He was like, like, it's a really serious condition. It's not to be taken lightly, but it'll be absolutely fine in the show. Um, and after that, I just said to Lily, I want a meeting with the producers and whatever um, to talk about stuff. And I sat them down and I says to them, my heart's fine, went to the specialist, he says I'm fine, take my tablet, that's it. I, the reality is I could drop dead in a second, taking this interview. Uh, anybody <laughs> can, but, but anybody, anybody can, can, but just, with, die. But just with my heart, like, Anything like I remember when I first had it, my mates couldn't even walk up to me and go, boo, because I'd be like that. <laughs> Mum would be like, I know, he's going to die, don't do it. So Halloween, I just used to set up my room. <laughs> but no, no, I'm the one going about scaring, scaring everybody in the house. When did you find out about your hat? So it was when when I when I dropped dead. I never knew anything about it. Oh, did you know? No, I was playing my local football team, Wish you welcome. And um, honest, teams were set up. I was a striker, but I was a poacher. I was a goal scorer, you know. <laughs> and I went like that, kicked the ball at to pass it to start the game off, and just dropped. My mum and dad thought I get shot. <laughs> Fucking hell. And, and the, apparently they were all screaming and shouting and this and that and I'm just lying there. Dying? I'm, I'm away, I'm gone. And when I fell back, when you take the cardiac arrest, I fell back and when I fell back, I don't know how, but I've swallowed my tongue. 
I can't do it now, right? And that's that's stopped my airway, so I'm out. And the coach, the football team, like usually if somebody's tongue is back, just tilt their head and the tilt the tongue slip, like slides forward. Mings wasn't doing that for some reason. I'm not a lizard or something, so I don't know what yeah, was that. Mate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was like, I was. I don't know if folk go to see the Golden Gates. I went, no, I just hot the ground and just <laughs> remember waking up in a buggy covering blood. Louis Walsh, sorry all you. Aye. You're through July shows, Nicholas. Is that you? So um, I, I was out and the coach had to punch my two front teeth out and pull my tongue forward and bring me back to life and no that was it. So I had a meeting with producers. I went, look, you obviously know about the heart condition. I want to get through my own merit and my own voice. I said, I don't want to this to become the Nicholas McDonald sob story, the wee boy for fe Motherwell. The dodgy ticker. He's got the, do <laughs> the dodgy ticker. He's got the dodgy ticker. Because <laughs> you hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely wanted to get through and people going, I like him and I like mm -hmm. his voice. And that's how, I said to you even before this interview started, no many people know about it, you know, and it's a kind of thing that I can speak about now and raise awareness for and use my platform right. that I've got in my social media to be like, Look, this this is what I've got, and speak to other people about it, and see now, like I'm an ambassador for like mm -hmm. two or three charities just to do with the heart condition. Because every time that. I see it's at charity events, you do a charity, lot of charity yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the the heart thing, it shows people that you're noted. You can still achieve mm -hmm. things in life. You still can a day you want. Definitely. But you're not. You've not let it defeat you. That that was like that, see now. That's like my purpose now. Oh, when on the show, I was like, I don't want to speak about it because I want to get through my own merit and see now that. Like, I've got my own platform. I can say, like, I Glasgow Children's Hospital Charity, for example, I'm ambassador for them, and I can go in there and I can talk to the young ones and being like, look, this is my story. Look, I, you're in hospital right now and it, it, it sucks, but it'll get better. Trust me, look, this is what happened to me and, and look, look at me now. Like, no matter where you are in your life, no, and you can achieve it, you want to achieve, do you know what I mean? You, do, you don't don't need loads of money, you don't need loads of help, do you know what I mean? Look at all these singers and actors that come from absolutely hee-haw to being some of the, the biggest success, biggest success in the world, in the world do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you need to start from somewhere and mm. no matter your condition, your race, or absolutely, like, anything, just anything in life, like, you can, you can achieve it and, and that's what I like to do now is, like, a young... Like, like say young guy a role model do you know what I mean is be a role model mm. for these for these younger mm. kids and being like look if I can do it and I never even believed in myself mm. to be honest I was like if I can do it anybody in this room can do it and it's possible to do it do you know what I mean like I like to say to them look it's possible to do it I didn't think I'd be able to do it but now look at look, how, look at my life mm. now do you know what I mean you and, and use it. that as a platform and, and, and a lot it. of these people going these shows <clears> are on <throat> need disrespect from but they go off the rails You've Aye. never had any bad stories. You've never been at a piss up with fucking kebab running down your face, hanging against <laughs> a wall. You see a lot of these Aye, people yeah, think do. they've made it do just they? because you're on that show. You're lucky. There's only a handful of people that are still active. It's true. Do you know it's what I mean? It's very, very, very true. Like people say, "Oh, where have you been?" With? Like I'm working. People forget that seeing you're on the X Factor, 11 million people are watching you. Mm -hmm. They watched me for nearly a whole year. The addition of the show started in like summertime or whatever, and then it finished. So they were watching me for like nearly three solid months. They were watching me the full month of November through to the December. 
watching me on this live show. So they're watching you every weekend. They're mm. tuning in. They're seeing you there. You're on the paper. You're in the biggest papers. You're in the biggest magazine. You're the biggest interviews. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then seeing you come off that show, you don't get any help whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mentally, not. I, I swear to God, right? I came out that that final on the 18th of December 2014. No, 2013. That's a lie. Come out the show. December 2013, come out the live show, walked, Wembley Stadium was here in the Hilton Hotels there, I walked across to the Hilton Hotel, big huge after party and all that after it, I don't know what I, I don't know what I got to it, I wanted to go and see my family sitting there, yeah, a holiday in, up the road, so I went up and see my family, and the, the one of the people up at the show says to me, right, you're checked out of here tomorrow morning, that was Monday morning, I'm like, alright, that's fine, and I just assumed they had my flights and all that booked home, so I went down on the Monday morning, my suitcase, he's just came running up on the show. My phone is graph, it's mm -hmm. nut. I'm just sitting in a room, just what I sit in a room. There's a party going on down the stairs, but I just want to sit in a room. Drained what I drained and just been like, mm -hmm. just been like, <sighs> no, but, do you know what I mean? Because I say no, but because you don't know what's prepared, what's, what's next. So I went and see my family, whatever, and checked out on the Monday, and I says to them, well, it's happening on my flight home. And he says, what do you mean? They never booked me a flight home. I had, to, I had to book my own flight home. Do you think you get used then? <clears throat> do you think the majority of people get used? They do. See see the way I say it, right? You're just not a lamp of the slaughter. Sounds terrible, but it's as brutal mm. as it is. They, they, I, they care about you when you're on the show and they look after you and it's great. Don't get me wrong. But see, after it, it's not like a, a help, a help, like a... A phone in call, or mm -hmm. I'm struggling with this or whatever. Like, it's there you go, you're into the world now, and and, and you're, you're now went for having three followers on Twitter to 300,000. Right. And when you're, when you're on that show, they call it the X Factor bubble. So, no matter where you go, I was sitting in that, that household. Mm -hmm. I, I went, I remember we were in the house two weeks before the live shows, and um, obviously the public didn't know, but we were sitting in the house and we were like, like, this is all the people in the live shows, paparazzi's not that finding out where we were staying. They had to get, reverse a car into the back, because I wanted to go to McDonald's, right? <laughs> they reversed a car into the back of the double garages, folded down the back seats, got loads of boxes, folded them down. I went laying in the back seats, and they put boxes at the top of me so they didn't know who was in the back of the motor. I had security and a driver driving me. I was walking into McDonald's and they were putting jackets in my head and all that. I'm like, I feel like Justin Bieber and that. <sighs> And that's just I, was like, I just want to go for a score nuggets. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I get your money. It's some curry sauce and go. <laughs> do you see before the see when it starts and right through as well? Do you get paid? Do you get an earner? Do they, they get wages or anything? That's an story. Right, so people think you go on that show and you're instantly a millionaire. That's 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 not true. So what they do is if you've got like a mortgage and bills to pay, they give you money towards it. Don't go right, we'll pay half and you pay half. Um so fortunately for me, I had no bills. I was still at school. I was 17. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But w when you're there, you obviously got a roof over your head. Um, you've got, and you've got, there's full-time full chefs working in the house and cook your food and whatever. Um, but since the cooking wasn't really that good, I just wanted a sausage supper out of chippy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're hitting me with a sack. Caviar and... I'm like, you're that phone in a Domino's to with this. <laughs> So um, when you're on that show, I'll ask you the question. So I was on that, la I was just on the live, see just the live shows. I was there for 14 weeks down in London living on this live shows. How much do you think 
they gave me a week to live on, so your shampoo, conditioner, just your day-to-day stuff. Looking at it, you'd probably think people were getting a couple of grand a week, but for you living, you'd probably give you about 100 quid, 200 quid a week. They gave me 40 quid a week. That's fucking terrible. 40 quid a week. Is everybody on that salary? Well, no, like... Some have got wains. So, so adults, yeah. so like Sam Bailey, I, I don't know what she was on, but obviously she was an adult, had wains and a mortgage, she'd a wee bit more. But they gave me 40 quid a week. So if you want to phone a, like say you phone a pizza, you're 20 quid. Yeah, at least. But I'm leaving myself... So, do you know what I mean? So, so, so you don't own 40 quid a week, mm-hmm. and that's you own a show that's getting 11, 12 that's million That's on a show views. that's writing in, I don't know, 4 million and just votes, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, Each I week? Do you know, so you don't get a percentage of people voting for you? No, nothing like that? Nothing like that. Even our songs that we sung that week went on the iTunes and they made all the money off of that. And uh, and, and at that time, we were actually, um, we were in fights with Strictly because Strictly we were getting more views in Strictly, and Strictly was like huge at that point. Um, so the ratings were like really, really, really high. So, say, like, if somebody liked that, my song I sung that week, they'd put it on iTunes and they would get us to promote it. And we wouldn't get as much as at that time. I'm saying that time, what I'm talking, it's 10 years ago, but it was like £1 to, di- to, buy, the, to buy it. It wasn't, you didn't have like Apple accounts and all that. No, you pay £10 a month, you get whatever you want. So they were making all the money off of that. All the money after votes, or, like they were making all the money, mm-hmm. and we're the ones doing all the work. So it's just a business you're getting used, isn't it? You're getting Basically, trained. aye, and it's sad, but what about like the Christmas songs that comes out? What about because your album, your first album as well, it came out. Was it number aye. six? I number six in the top. UK chart and the top UK chart. Aye, aye, aye. Um, and then what happened with that is when I came off the show. So what basically happened when I came off the show? Basically, Sam Bailey won it right, and you get. They make it out that you get a million pound put in your bank account, mm-hmm. but that isn't the case. What is the case is is if you won the show, you get a million pound contract with um, Sony, whatever. Aye, well, basically Simon Cowell, mm-hmm. right? And that contract is what they do is they invest a million pound into you, into your music, and a studio PR time promotion. P- aye. aye, they just would basically spend a million pound on you doing for your first album or whatever. So they don't physically give you that money. So what I basically when I come off the show, in my eyes, I basically get the same deal as Sam Bailey, but I never won it. So for me, I got to that point in the show I was like, I knew she was, I knew for like a few weeks into live shows she was gonna win it. I knew that. But for me it was just being like, I'm here and this is this is this is this is this is incredible, do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm 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 on the X Factor, like I've watched this since I was like ten. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I've watched that's what I said, sit with Chinese with my family and watched it going, Oh, they're brilliant and remember Leon and Lewis and all these big, big names that, that, that even now you're you still hearing, they're still doing what they're doing. I'd be like, I'd love to do it, love to do that. So for me it was never ever about winning it. But it was more about just being just to be there. Be there and enjoying the experience and being and taking it all in, do you know what I mean? Did then it ever dishearten you though? When you were going through it on, you started seeing all the rats and all the, right, I'm getting used, I'm just another pawn in their game. Did it ever just go, right, what's the point in this? Um, aye, there is, you know, there's times it's like, <clears throat> you're just like, like, some of the things that's happened, like, we ate, what, what, like, I remember I was on an agent's book and they had, at that point, they had One Direction and all that, and I'm like, this is mad. This is no way. They've got One Direction, they've got Nicky McDonald from Mullerwood in their books, that doesn't make sense. 
Do you know what I mean? And and then and then at the time when you're come off the show, they're, they're booking booking your gigs and and but behind your back, they're they're taking their money off. They're making more money than you that's doing the work. All they're doing is sitting behind the phone, going and folk a phone name. I Nicholas is free. That's great. Right, we'll pencil it in for that for that date, and we'll speak to him. They'll phone me, Nicholas. That date, the twentieth of December. Are you free? Aye, that's fine. Right, I'll book it in. It's for whatever it is. And then they write it down. They phone back the client. And go right, Nicholas is free that date. This is a fee. Blah 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 blah. And it, the job's a good day within an hour. Because it's all glitz and glam. Everybody it thinks it's great. I'm going to do this, and they set their whole heart on it. That. Mm-hmm. That's why people fail, I know, because when they get there, they realise, is this it? And they realise it's not as spectacular as the first thought it would be. Aye. That's why it's, you've got to find balance in life, because mm-hmm. 99% of the people on the show, have, they've went to by the wayside because they think as soon as they're on that, the, the live they've shows, made whatever, it. they've made it. You've no. You've no, exactly, and it, you've got to keep working. Keep do you know, the, the the hard work starts after the show. Do you know what I mean? It really, really does. It, it's, it gets to the point where, it, like I say, you don't get any support. I, they... they recommend lawyers to you, they recommend managers and agents, but they're all in their wee group, they're all looking after each other. They're they're not looking out for you. They're all just want to make the money. It's aye, all money. Aye. They wouldn't care if you dropped down deed on that stage. Oh, they would have promoted them. They would have made a fortune. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they would have promoted that on their <laughs> show. <laughs> made a song about it on X Factor, <laughs> singing about Lewis. We wish you a deed. Write a wee song and the wet is straight number one. I would have. They would have been high fiving. Get them in high five. Great job. For that, when you hear that, it kind of disheartened. Kinda of disheartens you as well because when you see all that, they promote it as if they're for everybody. Mm-hmm. They'll help you. They ca- they care about your well-being, mm-hmm. but clearly, they, clearly they don't. Listen, as a business, they and there will be good people there. Did you ever meet Simon Kill? Uh, I met him once or twice when he came down and visited the live shows, um, and it was really really quiet because at that time, I think his wife was pregnant, but he didn't really tell anybody. No, so so it was quiet. It was nice. It was really really nice. Um, but the only judge I didn't get along with was Gary Barlow. He for some reason this didn't like me whatsoever. Because they used to always try and get wee digs at you. It did mm-hmm. all the time, and I don't know why. I was like, I've not done anything to you. Do you know what I mean? Like. It was just, I don't know. He's a boring bastard anyway. Yeah, let's face it. Uh, yeah. He's a boring it was just, bastard. It was, just, it was just been hard work and, and I felt it saying to him, like, I would sing one week and it would be good and he would pick wee stupid bits out, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't like the, the stage and I'm going, well, I didn't pick to be the stage. I just want to come here and sing. I remember the first week on the, on the live shows, it was 80s week. I wasn't even born in the 80s. <laughs> and these Muppets have got me singing 80s songs, I remember. Singing. Well, the funny story is, in the interview, I thought the band was called Spandex Belly. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I said it was Spandex Belly. Right? <laughs> so I'm going, I'm walking in and I'm going to interview, I am Nicholas McDonald, and this week I'm, sang, I'm singing Spandex Belly. <laughs> and then my mum watched it, she's like, what you talking about? That's, that's, what, that's what women wear, do you know what I mean, to bring their belly in. <laughs> uh, no way. So I was a, I was a front it. You know, uh-huh. I'm not even, I wasn't even bothering it. He said, uh-huh. I'm lying to the public going, oh, I know this song. Mm-hmm. and I know the song, I've heard it, but I'm like, no, I wasn't born in the 80s. 
but it's sad because he should know better. We take that, and but I think he done the kind yes. of same with Robbie Williams. Yes. I kind of bullied that's him. I, was go I don't know. I don't really know if they bullied him, but that's the way Robbie Williams pushes. He was 16, 17, and he kind of yeah. kicked him out. I don't know yeah. if it was jealousy or anything. I mm-hmm. don't know what it was with him. But no, I was going to go into that, and that's what I was saying. Like I wanted this one time. Just I never done it, but take him aside and say to him, say to him, look, you you've done all this addition at this age. You know what it's like. What like why are you being so pernickety? And things I'm I'm I'm, I'm only seventeen. Feel sorry for me. I'm like, this is hard. Do you know what I mean? And, and you being the way you are, it's no really. Uh-huh. You're not really helping the situation. Do you know what I mean? Like every week it was negative, negative, and then one week it will Nicholas, you know, I, I've seen such a such a change in you this week, and and yeah, good mm-hmm. job. <laughs> I'm like, is, is that it? Like, you know, mm-hmm. say something. Like, I don't know. It was just a wee, it was but it just, wasn't a, a positive criticism. It no. was like wee sharp digs. It was, it was digs. Mm-hmm. It was mere digs. It was like, I would say something positive, but then it'd have a wee dig about something negative, you know? And I was just like, whatever. And see now, like, when I do like ladies' lunches, whatever, they go, oh, Gary Barlow, Gary Barlow, and I tell them after like that. They take your tickets themselves. All right, Gary, boy. <laughs> Are you in contact with anybody still? Um, Anybody that was on the show? Anyway. I actually speak to Sam, obviously Sam Bailey now and again, mm. and I speak to like friend, but either than that, everybody just does their own thing. I'm mm. up in Scotland, do you know what I mean? I was going to move to London a few years ago and I thought, nah, screw that. When did you start that. singing? Uh, I started singing when I was about, I don't know what, mum says I could always sing when I was really, really young, mm. do you know what I mean? Always singing, my karaoke go-to song was Robbie Williams' Angels. It's a classic, Would you have loved it? us a belt? Would you love to have been your mentor? Aye. Good aye, guy, isn't he? He's a good laugh. Because you can he? tell he's one of the boys. You can tell he's, he's, he's been through a lot honest, of shit. You know I mean, he's just he would care for you. honest and upfront. And, and he's like, he, I think he's great for the show because mm. he's like somebody that will look after their mentor and make mm. sure they get the best of what, 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 the best of their experiences, such, you know what I mean? But um, I he, he was really nice. And I've actually met him a few times. Um, He's invited me to gigs and all that, and went and seen him at the Hydro. I think I've seen him in Hamden, and mm. he's just one of these guys. And I met him like four years ago through his drummer, and he's like one of these guys. I keep in touch, and like, all right, whatever. And you take a bit of a pinch of salt, and they do. Mm. Don't know these people. Like, if I see they're playing in Hamden, I drop my text or whatever, and be like, oh, there's any tickets or anything, and be like, aye, aye, come along. And I remember I took my mum to one of these gigs in the Hydro and she met Robbie's dad and all that and we never actually got to meet him because he was in getting a massage like before the mm-hmm. before his gig. That must be hard. So that. Life has a fucking tough life something, isn't it? No. And um couldn't couldn't see him but backstage and whatever and all his family and everything was all brand new and these are people that like Bobby Williams, like he's went through he's went to hell and back. Oh, I would have dropped Do you know what I mean? And just with everything and now he, he's back on his feet and, and I think he's great for the show because young people coming through, he'll be he'll take them under his wing and be like, he, he, he'll relate to it so much and that's how I think he's great for the show. On the other hand, I don't know why his wife's on it. Why is she on it? Because she's good Cause looking. Because it's his wife. Because it's his wife. I like, no criticising her, but I don't know, like, I don't, is she, is she an actor or? I don't even know what she is, I don't think she, I don't I don't, I don't think, I, I, I don't from my experience, but... I don't know if she's got, a music background or whatever we, we, we could be sitting here wrong and she could have been a judge uh, on, on American something. Idol or uh, something yeah, so, I've never I mean? seen her and I don't really know about mm-hmm. her but she seems decent enough if she's with she she's does she, she she seems really really nice um, but then their last last night on the X Factor 
one of the girls get put out and Simon went, it's my show. I changed, blah, the, blah, I changed blah, the rules last night. Just changed the rules there and there on the telly. I'm going, well, that's what happens when you're the gaffer, in it? But that's what happens when you, you're on the show, on it? Ah, you, you basically have your saying, mm-hmm. I don't know, do whatever you want. So after the show then, obviously, for runner-up, how's it been then for the last five years? What's been happening? It's been mental. When you released your album as well? Aye, so obviously we did, I've done three or four tours, three, Um, done the album, that done well, and then what happened was, is the record label were wanting to do things that I didn't want to do, and I was like, well, I don't want to be in this, I don't want want to be with this label, if, because the album was like a covers album to start Mm. with, and there was three original songs on there, and one of the guys who actually wrote one of the original songs with, actually wrote Believe by Cher. So they were putting you in with the best in the business, do you know what I mean? But even at that, I wasn't happy because I wanted it to all be original and be like to the fans, oh, this is all my original stuff. But same again, young, naive, they're pushing me, the multi-billion pound company, Simon Kills, behind you. Well, I'm saying Simon Kills, his record label's under mm-hmm. his name. Um, you should listen to these folk, they know what they're talking about. So when that came out, I was, I was happy, it done really, really, really well. Um, but since then, I've been working on my own music, and I left the record deal, I get my lawyer to sort that out, and I just left because I wasn't happy and they weren't want to take me in the direction of where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And now, being on my own, everything I do is all self-funded, so recording time, sh- studio time, videos, PR, everything is all done by myself and all comes out my own pocket. Now that costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I could have probably bought two houses with the money I've mm-hmm. spent, but... The point is, is, it's an investment. People go, oh, you know, release some music, and I'm, I'm, well, or, as you know, only twenty one. I know twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two Friday. To, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Try to keep me young. <laughs> but um, no, I've got obviously I've got the new single coming out on the twenty third day right. November this month, um, and that's the first single for a few years because with all this studio time and everything, it all costs a lot, a lot, a lot of money, do you know? And I think people just think you're going to a studio and write an album within a week and it's all done. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that isn't that isn't the case, you know. If the way I looked at it, and I use examples, if you buy a hundred pound motor, you're not going to get a hundred pound worth, and then the next day it's going to break down. If you buy like, say a hundred grand motor, you're going to get a hundred grand out of it. So if I go into a studio session and and say the guy's a hundred pound, you're you're going to come out with a hundred. You only pay for what you get. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if you go into a studio and you're paying a thousand pound a day, one or two tracks, and you're you're going to get really good mm-hmm. quality stuff and you're, you're working with, with really good people, do you know? So all that all costs money. And, but I've been everywhere. I've been absolutely everywhere, all around the world, all recording and, and stuff like that. And it's been great. It's been brilliant. Um, but I'm looking forward to, to the new music coming out and then for more to follow, obviously, in 2019. But you're still, like I say, the first couple of year, you went all out. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good for you <clears> taking that couple of year break. Revise, get your new strategies, Aye. become a, a stronger person, Aye, understand the industry, mm-hmm. stronger voice. Mm-hmm. It's the world still yours. It is, you know, like when, when you come off the show, that's what I'm saying. People see you every single They've watched you for 14 weeks. You're still kept your name out there as Aye. well. You're still Aye. popular on social media. You're still everywhere gigging. Every mm-hmm. time Instagram, you're, Aye, you're doing something. Everywhere. I know, I know. And if people don't follow you on Instagram and whatever, no, Instagram, just social media in general, mm-hmm. they don't see like, I'm out doing something every weekend, and I'm I'm always I'm always busy. Like I can't remember like the last time I stopped, but that's a good thing, you know. But um, when when you're busy, it's great. Do you know what I mean? 
because people see you at different events and different things and if you've not got social media then they'll be like well, where is this? What was happened? Did he disappear? Is he back to his 95 job? But that isn't the case. Mm-hmm. But people forget when you're on the live shows, you're on that for 12 weeks. They're seeing you, that's what I say, newspapers, magazines, mm-hmm. interviews. They're seeing you all over the place. So as soon as you come at that show, you've got no PR behind you, no X Factor behind mm-hmm. you, you've got to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're going from high, you know, there's only one. And the bubble way. bursts. Do you know what I mean? The bubble mm-hmm. bursts and you start to graduate. Mm-hmm. That just happens. News changes every day as well. Do you know what I mean? That just happens because, like, how are you supposed to keep your profile that high? There's no mm. bigger show than X Factor, there's no bigger publicity, there's no bigger platform than X Factor. some platform for you, but it's, it's been in, in, and there's not many Scottish artists in there. The Cut Kelvins, I've met them a few times, they're brilliant, they're really nice. Ah, they're good. They've done well last year, I think they'll get single out next year. Um, who else? Michelle McManus. Michelle McManus. And she then, still does her, her fine gigs. Um, Leon Jackson. I've never heard them for years. I know, but f- maybe folks say that about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, but you are still quite active. You're still, quite but you, fresh. but you, you, you know that because you, you've get, you uh-huh. get me in social media, uh-huh. and you, you'll go to that and go, God, he is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, like mm. how busy I am. Do you know what I mean? But people, people that maybe know go to social media or whatever will be like, oh, I wonder what's happened to that wee boy, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable because I would be the same if I was watching it and never heard it and I never went to events or never had social media. In the back of your head, you'd be like, I wonder what's mm. happened to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But James Arthur, that I know he took a couple of year break. I think he fell out with Simon Kill and he's he came did, back stronger. He's he came did. back stronger. He um he's actually he's same again, he's a really, really nice guy. Is he Scottish? Um, no, he's his English. Scottish or his mum's Scottish. Uh, ah, his dad his dad's Scottish and <clears throat> I think I think his mum's English. Mm-hmm. But um he's really nice, but he I think he had a fault with him and then he, he came back but he won the show do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and when he came out the show he was releasing all his own music and he done it all the right way do you know what I mean because the label wanted him to do really 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 well do you know what I mean so do you think they dress you up as well, <clears throat> what they want to do how you should be Stop, dress you walk, up talk dress you up when I was in the live shows the only thing I c- when I was on the stage right what you see me wearing the only thing I could pick to wear was my underwear <laughs> I swear to God, they had, they had picked me socks <laughs> with a full styling team. I was like, are you joking? So there's no a rail where you can just pick it. What you a want. rail? They've, they've got something the size of this room. <laughs> Cla- just clays. <laughs> swear to God, right? They put a shirt on me, right? And I, and I was like, ah, just a plain white shirt. And I'm like, ah, what's this? I said, I don't like it. And then put on this other one, this plain white. I was like, all right, love it. The stylist guy's like, hey, how do you know like the first one? <laughs> I says to him, I don't know, I just don't, I said, I don't like the material, he's like, ah. and he was a bit annoyed, he's like, ah, that's Givincher, whatever you call it, uh-huh. I'm like, ah, well, what is it, and I googled it, it was like a three and a pound shirt, and I went, how it's that, he went, that's a top man number, <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't know the difference, uh-huh. honest, I swear to God, I'm five foot nothing, do you know what I mean, uh-huh. but with that can I bro, so they had me, <laughs> for Friday, they had me, for, for Saturday, Friday and Saturday all day for like four hours at a time different outfits taking photos and sending producers like cutting things up and making it my size and everything and I'm just like I, w- I wish I could just walk into JD and just put a trackie on <laughs> but trainees. do you know what I mean just go on and sing uh-huh. do you know what I mean so they made me wear everything uh, socks no, that's what I'm saying the only thing I could wear is my underwear because that's the first thing I had a shirt in the morning put them on went 
Oh, that'll look good. I'll be part mouth for tonight. Wonder if that'll match the colour scheme. Your shirt at 400 quid. Do you know what I mean? Does it, do you get vocal coaches in that as well? Ah, you do. When does that start? So obviously, it seems you go through the additions. What's the waiting? As you said, 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Assuming you say you're in. As soon as the live shows, your, your, vocal, your vocal stuff starts. Because people, they get stronger. You did get stronger. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they focus. They're really, really good. Really, really good. The, it's the some experience. Coach. It's crazy. For, so for your new single coming out, your yeah. new single's out on Friday. Yeah. What's the date? The date of the day. The, twi- what's <laughs> the, <coming> out? <laughs> the 23rd of November. The 20th. And that's my birthday and all. You better send me Happy a card. Happy birthday, I will send you a card. 22. <laughs> Did I read? A fresh pair of boxers on it now. Marks and Spencer's shirt. What's the new single about? Um, it's actually, it's about, so the single's called Limelight and it's, it's no... I think people hear that and go, oh, who's talking about loving the limelight? But that the songs, that's complete opposite. It's not about that. Mm. It's actually about just life in general, that sometimes you'll not always get what you want, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you'll I have like days. You, you, I think I you like actually, it. you, you might be tearing like up it. after this interview. I like it. It. Well, We're going to put the song on at the end of this podcast, by the way. Good. Um, I and it's just about believing in yourself and, and you believing that you will get there, do you know what I mean? Oh, I like that. So, oh, so you, so you, 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 where can it? people buy it? So it's going to be in everything, Spotify, iTunes, all that. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great, do you know? And it's, Are you excited? Um, but I'm nervous at the same time, do you know? Mm-hmm. Because people have been waiting so long for the new music. And for me, it's a song I performed at, at a festival in the summer there. And... Where the stage was, the sun was shining on the stage, and I never walk on the stage with sunglasses on. To mm-hmm. think I was Hugh Hefner or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Stevie Wonder. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I was like, right, I put sunglasses on. So I started singing the song at the end. Just I thought I'd perform it, not say much about it, and just see what the reaction is. And it's a song where I get didn't even get to the second verse, and I was ball my eyes crying underneath my glasses. Was it? And it's just a song for me, it's like, I can relate to so much, and that's why I want to put it out so much, mm-hmm. and just be like, I hope you enjoy it. Do you know, because people can go, oh, I don't like it, or whatever, and everybody, everybody, will, everybody will have, have their opinion, you know, mm-hmm. but I just want to put it out there and just let people enjoy it, and, and whatever, do you know what I mean? And you've done all this yourself, have you got new management? Well, no, I kind of just do it, do it myself, my mum helps me out now and again, um, and it's just all, all myself, you know. It's people, good, but you know, people, people again. <laughs> Prank him. <laughs> so the new song's out on Friday. Yeah. Nicky, I think you've been absolutely brilliant today, mate. Thanks you've for having me. Be very honest, man, and, and giving people an insight. Actually, that you know, you could life. you could go on it. You could go on about it for for, for hours. Do you know what I mean? Like people will be like, well, what? Because people obviously just want to know about the show and mm. want to know what happened after it. Do you know? But God. You need to be sitting here for a, a week if you if you were going about it so so long. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it just so much just happened and it's just like it would affect you. But like I say, you live and learn, and it's gave you the platform for this thing on Friday to do mm-hmm. your own thing. And if it's your own songs, you're in your own material, and you don't need to answer anybody. Do you know? And that, that was like another reason why I left the label because I can go in a studio now and write with whoever I want and do whatever I want when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, they don't dictate to me. I'm my gaffer do you know what I mean ah, yeah, but I did puppet. feel like that mm-hmm. and, and see now like as I say I can go into a studio do my own thing um, did they feel genuine to you though try to take you under a wing and say look this is industry did they warn you no there's no warning signs because 
at the record label, they're all for each other, for the management. They're all they're on the ring group for the agents. They're on the ring group, so it's like they're all looking after each other. They're not. You're just a wee middleman. That they're gonna make a lot. They're gonna make a lot of money, but can also be sure it's been great. You know, um, you know yourself. Like mm. it's flat out. It's busy. It's great. It's amazing. But even like all the gigs and everything I do, I some of them are charity. Some of them are. That's what I'm saying. Like one minute you can go for playing a wedding to then I was playing in the Hydro a few weeks ago that's right sold out well done do you know what I mean so it what just was that for the, the colours classical aye, aye. so so that so that, that that's just where this job can take you that's fucking unbelievable selling out the Hydro but it was not wasn't it my no I know but you're still singing aye, it, was, it was good it was good it and was that good. obviously can promote you and it people keep your name out there and it's something like it's something different from what I would usually do but I was actually on at the very end and we actually did a tribute to Avicii and we done that song Wake Me Up and it went doing brilliant. Everybody loved it and it was just like you when you when you're on a stage like that with all the people, you get your mojo back like that, do you know mm. what I mean? You're like, this is this is this is this is what you want to be doing. Did that give you the fire back then? It, I never lost the fire, but it was like sometimes you lose your purpose mm-hmm. why you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously everybody wants to be there and wants to play the hydro of the night, that'd be great, do you know what I mean? But Sometimes it—that's your—that's your thought. But sometimes it takes longer to get mm-hmm. there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm going to get there, but I'd like. But you should be. Positive, but we, we need to try. You do you know what I mean? Exactly. You need to believe in yourself. But um, no, and, and see now, as I said earlier, I like to use my platform now to help out charities and, and help out whoever I can. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm always you know I even mm-hmm. watch. I says I says I says to you, the boys and I walked in about the documentary, the homeless. I, I messaged you after I watched it. I think it was about two o'clock in the morning. I was yeah, like, "You got to be in his bed," <laughs> and I and I just I just I just say I say, "Look, anything I can do to mm-hmm. help you." Do you know what I mean? And we do. I do like I do loads of different events. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's big or small. I'm all, I'm always there to, to help. Good. To help that's people. That's how you're well liked, and that's where people do invite you to other events. How I, can people get involved with your charities? How can people? Um, um, Get fully on social media. Get everything out there. Aye, you you can put on my social media. All social the, media. Aye. In the description. I'll oh, put it down in the description. Aye, there we go. We mean? plug. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But like I say, mm. your Facebook following strong. You had them already over a million, nearly two. Aye, it's, it's powerful. I, I, Instagram's nearly a hundred ninety. Twitter's three hundred. And Facebook two fifty. <laughs> I mean, I can't even count to two hundred. <laughs> but if you've got a belter or a song, and then that's only going to latch on. It's only hopefully, going to... you know, and hopefully people pick it up. And you want to get the support for the radio stations, and that? they're going see, to see that's another that's another thing. Like I, I know all the people at the radio stations, but they don't make decisions who who comes in and out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If that was the case, then they'd be taking acts on all the time. But but they should I've... support the acts. Aye, they should. They should. And that's the thing. See, like with all these big radio stations. Either they're based up here, but they're all run by a big company down in London. London. Mm-hmm. It's hard oh. to get in there, do you know what I mean? But you just need some self-belief. And if you actually start to believe in yourself, like for me, I'll, my family always believe mm-hmm. me, but if, if you start to believe in yourself, then you'll definitely get somewhere. Nicky, it's been an absolute pleasure for coming start. on. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. All the best with the new, new single. I'll be there if I can to promote it, mate. And you've been a great guest today, mate. Very Thanks honest, very mate. So thank you. Cheers, we're off. Line, bro. Yes, get it open. <laughs>
aching bones Teary-eyed without light on the path you chose Walking on a lonely road Holding on to the only thing that you know I've been waiting so long And now the feeling's alive How many years, how many lies How many times do I keep holding on to the so-called life Reaching out when the sun goes down Gonna pack my case Hit that town Don't know where, don't know how But I'll keep it all together Living in limelight Every day is a new day Every strength is a new strength In with the new and out with the old Making a decision Kept strong by your ambition Who really knows how far we'll go I've been waiting so long and now the feelings alive how many years how many lies how many times do I keep holding on to the so-called life Reaching out when the sun goes down Gonna pack my case Hit that town Don't know where, don't know how But I'll keep it all together Living in limelight Oh, I keep giving in my own The bright lights they keep bringing me That's where I'll lay tonight But tomorrow towards the light Don't know where, don't know how But I'll keep it all together How many years How many lives how many times do I keep holding on to the so-called life? Reaching out when the sun goes down Gonna pack my case Hit that town, don't know where, don't know how But I'll keep it all together Living in limelight Oh Living in limelight
Social Podcast Network.